Welcome back to the Always Getting Better podcast. I'm your host, Regan Hunsaker. And before we get to today's guest, I'd like to give a special shout out to our Union High School track and field teams for the way that they competed at the state championship this past weekend. They did awesome. The boys placed third overall and the girls team placed second and had several individual state titles, including uh, Kinsley Drake. She won the long jump. She was also part of our four by 100 team uh, with her and uh, Maya Rasmussen, Brittany Ivey, and Aubrey Riser. And Aubrey also was the state champion in the 100 meter and the 200 meter. Girls just did phenomenal out there. Congratulations, wow. girls. Yeah, they were, they were great. Um, and for all those that are listening in the basin, make sure to check out unioncougarathletics.com for all of your Cougar sports updates. Um, that stays pretty well up to date because I'm the one that does it. So, <laughs> um, all right. Well, with uh, Memorial Day coming up next week, I wanted to do kind of a, a bit of a military appreciation episode. And that being said, I wanted to, first of all, I want to thank all of those who are serving our country. I appreciate so much the sacrifices that you guys make so that we can, uh, that you men and women make for this country. Um, and I, I really hope that we can live in a way that honors your commitment and sacrifice for us. So thank you all so much. Um, shout out to my, my buddy, Mark Hyde, just started as a chaplain in the army, uh, just went out to training, I think left last week. He's going to be gone for like 80 days, taking some time away, going to be away from his, his uh, kids and his wife. And um, that's hard, but I really appreciate his sacrifice. We got a couple of students that are graduating and headed off to, to boot camp this summer. Excited for them. Really, really proud of their, their decision to serve as well. Um, and that brings us to our, our guest for today, who's an extraordinary individual, West Point graduate, an Army Green Beret Special Forces team leader, motivational speaker, and currently the CEO for School Pulse, Colonel Colby Jenkins. How are you doing today, Colby? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Well, Colby, I'm, I'm a big proponent of storytelling, and that's why I started this pod podcast. Um, but I'm a firm believer that no one can ever quite do justice for somebody else's story. So just give us a little bit about your backstory and how you've gotten to where you are in, in, in life. Yeah, well, thanks first. Thanks for creating this platform that, that helps us all get a little better because we could do that all, each day. So thank you. I appreciate it. And um, so I'm, I'm a Basin boy. I was born and raised in Roosevelt, Utah, a union class of 93, coming up on my 30-year reunion next year. Wow, 30 yeah. years. All right. <laughs> I feel old just saying that. <laughs> yeah, my knees are creaking just talking about it. But yeah, so 30 years ago, I was, I was right there in the, in the trenches. And uh, uh, from, from high school, I went to West Point to the Military Academy in New York, and that launched me into a career in the Army where I spent uh, 12 years active duty in the Army. And most of that was as a Army Special Forces Green Beret. Uh, took me to different uh, deployments, combat, uh, Afghanistan, South America, uh, all kinds of garden spots, if you will, in the world. Um, and then my military assignments also took me to Washington, DC, where I had the opportunity to be uh, go to graduate school and then be, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, be a Green Beret the Green Beret liaison in Congress for legislative work. So I partnered with senators, members of Congress, uh, staff on profession, professional staff members on committees and help them understand uh, what was going on in the special forces, the budgeting authorities, operations that we were doing. And then transitioned from there from active duty 
to the Guard, the National Guard, and became a, a full-time civilian. Stayed in the Washington, D.C. area, worked in the Pentagon, worked in the uh, congressional uh, affairs areas, but then ultimately became the legislative director for the vice chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff in the Pentagon. And just had a continued great career in the legislative world, both as a civilian and military. And then jumped from the Pentagon to Google, where I spent several years at Google headquarters in California, working as a program manager there on different uh, programs. And ultimately, I'm, I found an opportunity that brought us back to Utah, where I'm now in St. George. Uh, worked for Dixie State, now Utah Tech, for a couple of years. And then most recently, where I'm at now as the CEO of, of School Pulse. Um, but I felt the neglect, probably the, I know the best things about the, all of that story are I met my wife, Heather, that used to be Heather Farnsworth, uh, Heather Jenkins. Now she's from the uh, Annabella, which is just south of Richfield. Mm -hmm. And we have two beautiful daughters. Uh, so that's, that's us. Outstanding. That's outstanding. So um, getting the chance to, to work in the different areas that you have uh, has been, I mean, it's, it's, it's really amazing just going through your resume. And, and I've had the chance to hear you speak as well here at Union High School a couple of times. And every time it's, you know, it's such a cool thing to me um, to get to see how you have come from, from here, from this area. And accomplished so many great things and been able to, to, to serve. I mean, you, you've been able to serve so many people throughout your, the course of your career. Um, but I mean, bringing it back to uh, this, this podcast is all about life lessons from sports. Um, and you were, you were a multi-sport athlete here at union, were you not? Yeah. Yeah. Baseball and football were, were my primary ways to get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, were, were there anything, um, sports experiences, good or bad from baseball or football here um, at Union or growing up um, that might have, what, what were the experiences that helped prepare you for your military service? Yeah, I think sports without sports, I would not have had um, the opportunities I, I had. I, I think they just literally set me up to, to, to one, overcome difficult situations, uh, work with teammates, uh, recognize that what I do for good or bad contributes to the level of success that my team may experience. And then just doing hard things. I mean, I have just talking about this, I'm having flashbacks to running <laughs> the, the park. It's used to be called new park. When I was there, the park that's up on the hill. Const yeah, Constitution um, park up here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. With coach Busenbark and Ace Davis and all the coaches back then of two a days running those hills in the morning for the first practice. And then, you know, running wind sprints down on the field in the afternoon. And so having those character building experiences and then having coaches who could talk about life and uh, technique on the field were, were invaluable. And having someone like Coach Labor there, who's my cousin, uh, who I got to be, he was a, you know, a senior superstar when I was just a young freshman. <laughs> and so, so being around great athletes, great men like that, and, and then, uh, in collaboration with wonderful coaches and, and and my teammates' parents, I mean, just having that community approach to a team environment is is priceless for for the experiences I later had. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's it's amazing what that having those experiences in sports they always seem to build um, they they build the character that reveals itself later on in life as well. 
Um, did you have, I mean, in, in your career in the military, did, did you see that most of the people who were right along with you in the trenches, were they mostly former athletes as well? If, if not athletes, they were athletic, <laughs> yeah. especially to, to, to be, to become a Green Beret, you first have to be selected. And that's an arduous, I was, I, the best shape of my life was when I went to be selected. And so, yeah, definitely be, having the ability to, to set goals, work hard, be athletic, just opens up more opportunities, if you will. That's awesome. So um, over, over the course of your career, you've had the chance to do all kinds of amazing things. What has been maybe the coolest or the most rewarding experience that you've had in your career? Boy, many come to mind um, right off the bat. Probably the most rewarding was to take all of my Special Forces A team to Afghanistan and have us all come back. Yeah, um, that wasn't always amazing. the case. <laughs> And so I, you know, and that's just a, a tribute to, to the team, to the, our leadership, the resources we had. But I think going to combat and bringing everyone back alive was. I oh, like your thoughts. Nice. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> there we go. Got the light back on. <laughs> always something, right? Yeah. My, <laughs> yeah, for my sure. Zoom, my Zoom's going to crash probably before we're done. Something's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I think just uh, having, taking everyone out and back was probably the best. Uh, I had some incredible experiences working in the Pentagon and Capitol Hill to, to, to be supporting my, my boss, who was the number two guy in the military, and to, to have meetings that involved the president, you know, highest levels, the Secretary of Defense, Secretary of State, senators, to, to just be a fly on the wall during those discussions um, are fascinating. Wow. That's, yeah, that's really cool. So, um... And like I mentioned, I've had the opportunity to hear you speak a couple of times. And one of the presentations that you give that has really, I, I feel like it's been very impactful for me and for the athletes that I coach, um, because you came and spoke with our, our baseball team last year and um, yeah. you talked to them about finding your A team. Could you give us a, just kind of a, a brief um, explanation of, of that a little bit so I can share we can share that out with our listeners <laughs> yeah yeah so what's unique in the special forces and the army special forces is green berets are arranged in an a team an, an operational detachment alpha a team and on an a team there's a captain who's in charge there's a team sergeant a warrant officer and then experts along every expertise in the military weapons sergeants comms uh, engineers demolition those are one and the same medics and intelligence, um, and yeah, weapons. I think I said everyone there. But but the point is on an A-team, there's an expert in every field, but despite those expertise, we still come together as an A-team. And so we could easily just be a loose loose group of experts, <laughs> but what makes, what makes that, that jump from a group of experts to an A-team is we all share that common purpose. We all have a common why, if you will, and there's a leadership uh, speaker and, and uh, thought leader, Simon Sinek, who, who teaches, start with your why. If you can identify your why, why it is you do what you do, then, then we can rally to that. And, and, and on an A-team, our why is we, we want to survive. <laughs> we we want to yeah. be together and tight, united, so that when we go to combat, there, there aren't fractures in our, our armor or in our unity. We, we can truly be unified so on an on a baseball team each each member has 
his or her expertise. I mean, maybe a catcher, maybe second baseman, pitcher. We each person has his or her what they're good at, but coming together on as a team is what's important. If you're just a bunch of spotlight rangers, as we call them, people who only shine when the spotlight's on them, yeah, then, then you're not going to be a team. You're not going to have that common purpose of this is why we practice. This is why we work hard. This is why coach had us run heels so that in the fourth quarter we would have that extra gear. So that, that's what I meant in terms of finding your A team. Look around at all the expertise that are around you and bring them together around a common purpose. Everybody needs to know what those goals are, what that purpose is. That's awesome. And I mean, I can see too, just something that I found coming into the teaching profession is that you know, I, I'm going to be in my classroom and I'm going to have, I have my specialty that I teach, but that doesn't mean that I can't go out and learn from a math teacher. I mean, I, I teach Spanish, but that doesn't mean that I don't go and sit in an English class and, and learn something new, whether that's a teaching strategy or a new strategy for how to interact with the, with the students. And it's been awesome here. One of the things that I do that I absolutely love about Union High School is the colleagues that I have that I work with. Um, I have, I have a lot of people that I would say they're, they're a team teachers, you know, they're, they're out yeah. there, they're experts. They're, you know, they're giving out some, some high quality education. And, you know, if, if I can use that and we can work together as a team, we can really help to, to, um, to build students into, into the kind of people that we can be proud to say are, are union high school alumni. For sure. Yeah, that, that collaboration is critical. And, and the ability, like you said, to be humble enough to recognize that you don't know everything. Mm-hmm. And, and as a leader, you're on an A-team. I certainly didn't know everything. My, my, my Green Berets were the best of the best. I didn't know how to do things like they did. But I had to be humble enough to say, I don't know how to do that. You teach me how to do it. You show me how to do it as good as you. Make me better than I am. And uh, that's a key ingredient in leadership is recognizing you don't know everything, but you can find those solutions on your team. Yeah, definitely. And that's, that's one of those things. uh, I I believe, I I think I remember you saying when you came and and spoke with our baseball team that in order to become a green beret, you had to qualify in, in many skills, but you know, your A team was built of people that are, you know, really, they are an expert in that particular skill. And, you know, you've between, between all of you, you work together as a, a cohesive group to, to accomplish a goal. And it's, it's impressive what you guys can accomplish. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Thank you. So um, I, I wanted to touch on as well. I wanted to ask you to tell us a little bit about School Pulse and what you guys are doing, um, why, it's, why it's so essential to our world today. Yeah, thanks for asking. So, so I've been here in St. George for about two years. And in my job that brought me here, I was at Dixie State University uh, as the director of the Atwood Innovation Plaza. And our primary role there was to help people with ideas, take those ideas to reality, help, help new companies grow, help them gain the resources they need, mentoring, uh, just tangible assets. And, and one of those, um, sorry, I just had a one of those um, companies that I got to know was School Pulse. The two co-founders uh, started working with us in the Innovation Plaza, started having success. They outgrew us, went out kind of on their own. And I just stayed in touch with them. And as they continued to grow, we had a conversation where it came to kind of a point where they said, well, 
we have a lot of things going, but we'd love for you to be our CEO that I can help. And uh, <laughs> so as I started to learn more and they made an offer and just seeing what, what the good that they're involved in, I, I jumped from my old job to now be the CEO here going on just over two months. And it's been every day, this will sound cheesy, but every day has been a highlight reel because every day our team is literally helping build or save a life. I mean, literally, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, we, we are in uh, nearly 20 states, over 50 schools, and helping students real time with mental uh, support, mental health, mental fitness support. And so just in a nutshell, what it is, if just to frame the problem helps. So if you look across America, generally, for every guidance counselor, there are 400 students. Yeah. So in a classroom, there's a, just an impossible ratio, one to 400-ish. How in the world can that counselor connect with all of those students? Well, it's impossible, really. You know, it's 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 impossible just to make sure they graduate, let alone yeah. attend. You know, to make sure you got to take these classes and, and be a guidance counselor in that regard. But when you bring them the mental turmoil as involved in, especially today's youth, today's society, that guidance guidance counselor cannot have an impact at a ratio of one to four hundred. And, yeah. and it's just impossible. So our goal at School Pulse is to is to take that ratio one to 400 and make, make it one to one. And so we do that through being where the students are and that's on their phones. And so when I first learned about this and, and thought, why would I want to join in an effort that gets kids on their phones? Because we want them off their phones. But in order for us to impact students or engage with them, we need to be where they're at and that's on their phones. And they text. Uh, so we created a platform that, that delivers positive psychology via text messaging to students. So for example, if, student, if Union was working with us, which I hope they will eventually, <laughs> as an alum, uh, foot stomp. The students they, to, to enroll, they simply scan a QR code and they receive their first text message. There's no app to download. There's no login or password. There's no phone number to call that's posted on a wall. It's a text message. And then going forward three times a week, the students will receive positive nudging, positive, dynamic, entertaining content, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, to help them engage with positive mental resources, support. And then we have live mental health experts on our end that are responding. Now, the beauty is the students, they respond back to us anonymously. So they're responding to us and opening up about all kinds of things to gain support from. And we are just there to provide a warm, kind, respectful, uh, loving response. And we've, we've found that 75 to 80% of the students are doing just fine. Mm -hmm. But the ability for them to express that and then to receive reinforcement just expands on the goodness that they may already have. And so there's texting going on, live texting. We drop resources into those texts, whether they're podcasts, uh, YouTube videos, quizzes, articles, fun, dynamic things that are geared and curated specifically for teens. Now on the leadership side, and I'll, I'll stop talking here in just a second, but on the, <laughs> on the leadership side for principals, for counselors, we provide a custom dashboard. 
So the principals and counselors can see how many students are on the platform. They can see the conversations as they're happening real time. Mm -hmm. And we triage those. We have artificial intelligence that reads every message coming in and helps. It gives it a sentiment score so that we know if the message is talking about self-harm or suicide, then it, it bumps it to the top of our queue right away. And then we respond in a triage fashion. And then we pin those messages so a principal and counselor can follow them real time. Yeah. And based off of the, the trends that we are seeing, the conversations that are happening, we now empower the principals and counselors to know, hey, this is what's happening in your school right now. Yeah. And we have dials, sentiment scores that, that the counselors can see. And so we take the we take leadership from what may be a reactive posture, put them in a proactive posture. That's just in a nutshell. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And honestly, I I mean, coming coming from my experience where I'm why I'm in the classroom with these students all day every day, they don't get enough positivity in their life. They really don't. Um, so I I really appreciate what you guys are doing. I think it's it's awesome to see that there are people working towards helping our our youth um, that are that are understanding where they're at because they are they're on their phones that's that's where they that's where they're at the mo the majority of their time and and whether we're I don't know whether we are accepting of it or not that uh, that platform is somewhere where they they trust. Uh, a little more readily to to send a text or to um, to communicate through their through their phone rather than face to face with a lot of people they they struggle with that so I know yeah. that's I know that that's one of the things that uh, we as teachers you know we're we're hoping that we can get them off their phones but at the same time if that's where their resource is if that's where they're going to get some some strength some positivity I I mean uh, sign them up man like let's yeah. get them on there. <laughs> And yeah, and if I could just add, one of our, our goals is to, to steer the student to an in-person connection, whether that's a, a counselor or a parent or a teacher. Through our interactions, we're, we're reinforcing, we're helping maybe de-escalate if they're spiraling, yeah. but then we're ultimately steering them towards a trusted, warm handoff in person. And well, we invite the parents to, to yeah. sorry, we, we invite the parents to be involved. Uh, parents can be on our platform as well. And receive the same content we're sending out so that they can understand what's being shared with my, my child. See, and I think that's that's one of the um, major benefits for what you guys have in your program with the principals and counselors being able to be on the dashboard and know, hey, these are the conversations that are happening. Now that takes that ratio, that one to 400 ratio, and it makes it a lot closer to a, you know, hey, now we've got four counselors and we've got, you know, 10, 15 kids right now in our school that are struggling mightily with with this yeah. ideation you know that that kind of stuff so it's it's a really positive benefit well my lights turned off again <laughs> it's a really positive <laughs> benefit though um that the students have that opportunity that ability to connect um and and that the principals and counselors are going to be able to have that understanding of this is what is um you know this is this is these are the people that we need to have our focus on yeah, the trends that are happening, and, and just for perspective, um, our uh, one one high school. I was just looking at our dashboard for one high school that's in Idaho. Um, 
they've been with us for less than six months and their stats on their dashboard show 44,000 plus messages exchanged. 44,000 wow. in less than six months. Wow. <laughs> so that's, you know, that's 44,000 exchanges that may not have happened otherwise, or something that may not have been expressed that may have just caused a student to have a continued turmoil. And it may have been a good conversation too, just, hey, life's great. And, and our people saying, that's awesome. You know, thank you for sharing that. How can we have more of that? They yeah, for sure. It. Well, and see, and I, I also, I look at this, it's kind of, funny because um, a, about five years ago, my my mom, <laughs> um, I shout out to my mom here. She, um, yeah. she decided to start sending a daily message to all of her grandkids. So she sends a, a, a tech me- text message every day to her, all of her grandkids, the ones that have cell phones. My kids yeah. are still, my kids are still a little too small to have cell phones, but she, she sends a daily message to all of her grandkids and it could be a quote. It might be, um, I mean, it, it, it could be, a, I don't know, inspirational quote, um, a general conference talk. Sometimes it's a scripture. Sometimes, you know, she sends all kinds of positive messages, um, to, to all of her grandkids. And I think that is, it's the same mentality, that same idea that if, if they're getting these positive messages, it, one, it reinforces, Hey, grandma cares about you. And two, it reinforces these are these are good things that you have coming up in in your life. And um, if you if you really take these messages to heart, they're they're there to help you. <laughs> yeah, and you know we find too that as we're dripping and nudging that steady positive content, some students don't respond. Mm-hmm. But but as what happens is we build a connection so that when they do need to respond, there's a connection. So similar with your grandma, she's she's nudging and building that connection and, and may not have any response. But when one of her grandchildren needs to talk to grandma, there's a connection. They know. Already. Yeah, they know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and that's, that's the beauty of our platform. We build that connection so that in the moment that it's needed, it's already established. Awesome. Well, Colby, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And most of all, thank you for, for your service and what you do currently for the youth and and all who are receiving these resources because of, of what your company is doing. Um, I also want to say congratulations to your, your daughter, I believe is heading off to West Point, correct? She is. Yeah. Just about a month. That's outstanding. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. It's (laughs) been a little bit of a legacy. That's cool. Yeah. 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 That's bittersweet for sure. It's great. (laughs) Well, thank you again. And um, just, in in closing this has been another episode of always getting better if you like what you heard don't forget to subscribe on apple Podcasts or spotify or wherever you're listening to it thanks and have a great week thank you